When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. General manager of the NFC champion Los Angeles Rams, Les Snead. What do you think is your Super Bowl 56 threat? Throws it into the end zone for Chase. He leaps. He's got it. When you're playing for one of 32 and there's only two left, the opponent's going to be dang good. Today's guests, senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. 19-year NBA veteran and all-star, Charles Oakley. Plus, Pro Football Hall of Famer, Calvin Johnson. And now, it's Rich All righty, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Friday before Super Bowl week in full here in Los Angeles, California, home of Super Bowl 56. We are going to have a great week next week. Later on today, we'll announce our guest list. It's always been a lot of fun to do that uh, prior to a Super Bowl week. 844-204-RICH is, in fact, the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. So much to discuss. Chris Brockman, good to see you over there, sir. How are you? Hey, Rich. I'm great. How are uh, you? Jay Felly, good to see you in hey. your position right over there. Uh, and then T.J. Jefferson, light the candle, sir, to start the show. It's <laughs> always a beautiful morning when the Clippers beat the Lakers, Rich. Okay. Oh, is that right? <laughs> That's what went down. Fantastic, everybody. And we got Charles Oakley here today. Say that again? And we got Charles Oakley. Isn't that wonderful? You know? Isn't that wonderful? Uh, we've got a heck of a program today. Uh, as you mentioned, Charles Oakley is going to be here, and I have been very, very, very eager to talk to this man <laughs> uh, ever since his, he was dragged out of Madison Square Garden, and I swore I would never be a Nick fan again until this thing got rectified. It still isn't rectified. You're not going to hold back, are you, today? Well, I mean, that's what the Dolan Wormhole is all about, is I'm not able to hold myself from being held back, <laughs> you know? Like, so um, he's going to be joining us in hour number two of this program. He's got a new book that he is... Uh, touting on his on his life and career um so he will be here for for that and i would suggest you not miss it quite frankly um and then uh we've got uh calvin johnson uh gonna be on this program um in our third hour and albert breer calling us in about 20 minutes time fresh back from mobile alabama uh yeah senior bowl week is going on this week Uh, where everything is uh, being, uh, I guess, scrutinized from uh, Kenny Pickett's hands <laughs> to fill in the blank after that. Have um, you ever been down there, Rich, for Senior Bowl week? I called a Senior Bowl one yeah, year. Yeah, I did a couple, too. It's awesome. Uh, it was me, Trent Dilfer, and um, and Mayock in the booth. Really? Yeah, That's and Vermeil was there, too, and... Um, yeah, man. It's a really fun week, and in case anyone's never been there, the, the town like really rallies behind everyone, and literally everyone in the NFL is there. Head coaches, yeah. GMs, oh, sure. scouts, everyone is there. They're all really staying in the ho- same hotel. You see people walk. Pete Carroll almost ran me over one year, like rounding a corner. Like It's nuts. In a car? No, no. Like oh, walking, okay. Like uh, oh, I see. I he's see. an aggressive walker. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, he's, yeah. He, he, well, he's, he's, he's got, got places. And I like, wasn't looking and rounding the corner. I was like, whoa, oh, oh Pete Carroll, hey. On your way. And He's got places to be. I, and, and as you know from being there uh, in Mobile, Alabama, 
Um, it's similar to the combine, yeah, exactly. where everybody's there, and you know, not all coaches are there. Like Sean McVay, obviously, and Zach Taylor are right. not there, but there are representatives of those mm-hmm. teams that are there. And um, with every scout, pretty much, and every talent evaluator there, um, there's nothing, nothing but gossip. It's it's just it's <laughs> it is talking. just nonstop. What are you hearing? What are you thinking? And I can only imagine splash down in the middle of all this the Brian Flores lawsuit and jobs being open still um, in Texas and Houston, you know, and New Orleans and. Um, and and wondering what's going on with these jobs and uh, why hasn't a person of color been hired yet? And now we've got one more person who's uh, who's now been hired. And that's how we'll start today's show. 844-204-RICH being the number to dial. The good stuff uh, here today to have a conversation. But um, a new hire in the NFL. And interestingly enough, four years ago today, four years ago today, was the day that Chris Brockman and I strolled out of the home of the Minnesota Vikings in zero degree temperature, and Brockman had just watched his Patriots lose to the Philadelphia Eagles in Super Bowl 52. Four years ago, Super Bowl 52. And the Philly special and Doug Peterson and and all of that stuff and Zach Ertz in the end zone and was that a catch and a fumble and what all that sort of business and Corey Clement, Corey Clement, right? And and then and then the 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 uh, uh, ball in the air, Brady going to Gronk and a hail mary that the, the Patriots had a shot. Brandon Graham At after he forced end, a fumble. Right, Michigan Brady on Michigan and then, violence. Yeah, and <laughs> ball in air, you're like, is Gronk really going to catch this? It's like, yeah. it so close. It was unbelievable. And Brockman wearing a Red Sox hat to the Commissioner Roger Goodell suite. You know, all <laughs> he wears that everywhere, though. <laughs> so, uh, Literally, it, I'm pacing around in the fourth quarter, and Roger looks at me and goes, you all right? <laughs> and I'm no. Like, I'm like, no, no, Mr. Goodell. I am not all right. <laughs> Let me go bother Steve Young some Stop more. It. You did not call him Mr. Goodell. You no, called I him Raj, right? right. <laughs> Something. So at any rate, the uh, reason why we bring this up is there's no way as people were, you know, uh, trying to climb a greased telephone pole in Philadelphia <laughs> that night. There is no way that you would see the headline coming four years later. And the headline being Doug Peterson accepts job to be the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And it's in his hands, uh, the career of Trevor Lawrence that's been placed. Who would have saw that one coming as he had a year-long sabbatical because the Eagles fired him two years after winning the Super Bowl. Stupid. <laughs> fired him. See ya. And um, he's out in some weird game 256 scenario where Jalen Hurts is benched and we still won't ever know, I don't think, what's going on. And Peterson, number of the Peterson, number of times where he was given an opportunity to, to let everyone know and clean, you know, open the window and say what was going on with Carson Wentz and what was going on with everybody else there. And he didn't say a word which you have to do to make sure you get another job. And guess what he's done? He's gotten another job. And I thought the best fit for this gig was Byron Lefwich. I thought this was the best fit for this job. 
a guy who played quarterback in this town, a hometown guy, if you will, coming back and taking the job, and it's his first job in the NFL at the HC position, and it's his job to try and bring his knowledge institutionally and professionally and fresh off of two years with Tom Brady being on the other side of his headset. Kind of made sense from the get-go, but for whatever reason, 35 days after he was first interviewed for the job in Jacksonville, Doug Peterson is named the head coach. They interviewed nine different people for this position. From Leftwich all the way to Bill O'Brien with the current coach of the Bears, Matt Eberflus being one of the guys. So, look, what Doug Peterson brings to the table is some knowledge of playing the position himself, being a guy that's been there and done that from successful offensive coordinating in Kansas City before going to the crucible of Philadelphia and winning a Super Bowl there. And interestingly enough, what he also uh, brings to the table is he will definitely, 100%, this I can guarantee you this, he will 100% be on the team plane flying home with the team. <laughs> and he will not kick his kicker. He will not reach out to somebody he coached in college and say, come on in and try out for us. He will not do anything that Urban Meyer did. And he'll serve ice cream on Saturday nights. And he will absolutely be a pleasure to be around. So when you hire somebody in the NFL, you want to go opposite of what you've just done. And to me, in terms of experience, in terms of NFL experience, in terms of not being an a-hole, in terms of being (laughs) on a team plane, coming home, he will never, ever kick his kicker and ask that kicker the next day, when are you going to put a smile on that face? Can you never say never, though? I can definitely Say never, say never, but never. Can you believe that happened? Allegedly. Never say never, but Thank never. Thank you, Coach Tomlin. That's the truth. So, and that's now one less position open, filled by somebody who is not a coach of color. And the pressure keeps building. And the lawsuit that Brian Flores has filed, keeps on getting stronger. These are facts. You can say it is not anything that the Khan family did to bolster a case that this is a racial decision. Honestly, they went ahead and hired somebody who's won a Super Bowl. He is highly qualified for this job, eminently qualified for this job. No question about all of that. But I'm just shooting you straight. It's yet another position where we're one step closer to all of these positions being filled, and there is still just three minority head coaches. First, with Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh, and then, as we all know, the first Muslim head coach in my head coach with the New York Jets in Robert Sala, and then Ron Rivera of Hispanic descent, to use 
I guess, the words there. So just got to keep focusing on this and see what happens over the next couple of weeks. And uh, congratulate Doug Peterson, who sat around, man. I remember we Zoomed, we Zoomed with him after he was fired by the Eagles. A couple of weeks after he was fired by the Eagles, he was Zooming in from his parents' home, getting ready to help his son go through his pro day. All right, yeah. Now he's going to be at pro days as the new head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and it is the golden ticket. Trevor... Lawrence. That's the answer. Trevor Lawrence. How will he fare with Trevor Lawrence? I can hear the Eagles fans say, I hope it's better than what he did with Carson Wentz. Don't forget when Carson Wentz dove headfirst in Los Angeles at the LA Coliseum in their Super Bowl year, he was the front runner for MVP. Yeah, exactly. That wasn't Doug's fault. That he decides to always jump in with his head first and leave his knee open for, by the way, Aaron Donald to hit. That'll break some knees. And so Nick Foles comes in, and we all know the magic carpet ride ensued, and Frank Reich and so many others. Matt Eberflus from Frank Reich. There is a Peterson tree in a way. And so they'll just take the tree itself and hand off the reins to Doug Peterson. And what, without a doubt, Trevor Lawrence is going to get is a guy who will be sitting there attached at his hip with a plan being the one to personally implement the plan with a bunch of people around who know how to implement the plan because they're all on the same page and none of them will have just come out of a meeting where they have been asked to defend their resumes because they're losers and he's a winner. (laughs) I can't keep on returning to this. I can't believe that happened. Because it is truly (laughs) mind-blowing what happened and how Peterson will be the exact opposite of it. Mm -hmm. And and, and, And if somebody fumbles and they're taken out of the game, Trevor Lawrence will not have to go up to Doug Peterson and say, where is our best running back? Can we put him back in the game? Like, these things will not happen. And I know Doug Peterson benched Jalen Hurts in the fourth quarter. And has a history of some odd benchings, but we all know what Doug Peterson is and who he stands for and how he is the exact opposite of what Jacksonville just had. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the show. One week from today, man, we're going to be two days from Super Sunday. Yeah, I'll do the math for you. We'll always do that. It's nine days away. (laughs) And as we know, nine is the operative number. Looky, looky, you just weaving tapestries mm-hmm. over there. Yep. Super Bowl 56, if I'm not mistaken. I shouldn't do this. Uh-oh. I shouldn't do this. Uh-oh. Nine, there is, is, nine's not a factor of 56, right? No. Nine's a factor of 54. Right. Yeah. Am I smart? Am I, am I, the question is, am I smarter than the person who applied the word D's to a Scrabble table? It's a word. It is a recently. word. So I should just stick with the fact that both quarterbacks wear nine we're and we're nine, nine Joe we're Burrow nine. days away, yeah. nine Matthew Stafford days away. And we're five minutes away from Albert Breer calling us on love this it. program. And love we would love to take your phone calls anytime throughout this show. Charles Oakley in studio for hour number two. I wouldn't miss it, folks. I just wouldn't. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. We're back with Albert Breer from 
uh, Sports Illustrated, fresh back from this great state of Alabama when we come back on the Rich Eisen Show. Callaway, however, before we take off for our commercial break, Callaway wants me to remind you about their Chrome Soft line of golf balls because when they made the best tour ball in Chrome Soft, Callaway didn't just engineer the best ball to make the best players better. It's trying to make everyone better, and that includes people like me. If I break 90, uh, that's a very good day for me. And I can tell the difference between a Chrome Soft golf ball and what is not. The regular Chrome Soft is designed for the widest range of golfers who want better, feel more distance, and incredible forgiveness. That's me. Better players looking for more workability. There's the Chrome Soft X, excellent spin consistency, tour level, short game control. Finally, there's the Chrome Soft XLS that gives you a lower spin golf ball on longer shots, firmer feel, still with high spin around the greens. Every Chrome Soft I just mentioned is enhanced with precision technology. That's design techniques and manufacturing specifications up to one one thousandth of an inch, ensuring they're the highest quality, most consistent, fastest golf balls possible. So when you add it all up, it's very simple. Chrome Soft is better for the best and better for everyone. Find out which Chrome Soft is right for you at CallawayGolf.com slash Chrome Soft. Albert Breer on all the other hirings still to come potentially. What is going on with the NFL's lawsuit on their hands from Brian Flores and more coming back. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Back here on the Rich Eisen Show with Sirius XM and also NBC Sports on Peacock. Our terrestrial radio audience returns shortly, and um, that is when we will have our friend Albert Breer join us here. Um, you're psyched your Clippers won last night, right? Oh, Reggie Jackson with a that nice was a move. great game last a night. A hop, skip, man. and a jump to win that game yeah. at the buzzer. Well, yeah. not at the buzzer. Not at the buzzer. It, it, uh, it was Anthony Davis attempting 
and then rimming in and out. Well, he, you know, AD caught a, a, a lob. It was a great, like, last 12 seconds of the game. Russ throws a yeah. lob to Anthony Davis for the dunk. Lakers go up by a one. Clippers get the ball back. No timeouts. Reggie Jackson, like you said, goes skipping to my Lou down the court. How about that? Splits right? a double team. Banks it in, and then Anthony Davis misses a shot at the buzzer. You know who's probably the most excited about the way that game ended last night? Is the good people at State Farm, because that's going to be a hell of a playing game. Don't you think? <laughs> you're probably right. Right. I mean, I'm, and by the way, you're, you're probably I, right. I, I'm not being facetious. No, like not. right now, that that is on target, right? Because Suns, Warriors, Grizzlies – yeah. We can remove them from that mix yeah, they're for sure. Yeah, they're not the Jazz, you can say, are locked. The Jazz, probably. you can remove them from that mix too, right? Yeah. Probably, yeah. Who yeah. else can we remove from the mix there, do you uh, think? Probably Dallas. Can you remove Dallas from the mix? I know, didn't Porzingis miss another game last night? So. He did, but Luka had 40 the other okay, game. Okay, there we so, go. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's close. You know, the four, you know, four through nine is only seven games. Yeah, they're That's pretty a lot of games, in. though. That's yeah. a lot of games to separate. All right, it's in six through nine is only four games. Okay, there you so go. That's a little. Tight. So who's yeah. in six right now? Uh, Denver. 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 Minnesota. Are they getting, what, what is what? Well, I mean, are they going to get Jamal Murray, Murray back? Because uh, Porter is done, right? I mean, yeah, Porter's not coming back this year. So yeah. Jamal Murray, eh, maybe playoff. Maybe. Maybe playoffs. Could you but, imagine if Kawhi and Jamal Murray come back in time amazing. for the Kawhi's Western definitely Conference? not coming back. I can't see that happening. And at this point, I'm not sure if Paul George is going to play again. So yeah. I'm not. I, Ingles just is out for the right. Utah now yeah. for the rest of the year. He's which done. Is a bummer for them. Right. But, yeah, West is going to be fun. East is loaded. I mean, and we had the All Star uh, reserves last uh, yeah. name yesterday Atlanta too. Took out Phoenix had won 11 straight. Trey Young had 43 last night. He's so good, isn't he? That, that's eight out of nine for. For the ATL? For the ATL. So. Okay. They're making a run. Uh, when's the, it's the latest uh, basketball, Rich Eisen Show basketball podcast. It's up on YouTube. On our right YouTube now. page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Yep. Um, as it's TJ, Adam, and Brockman, who I think are the last three people to have lost to my son since he took over a team in the fantasy league, right? <laughs> I beat Cooper. Oh, no, you beat him. Week. That's right. Thank you snuck you. one out. No, no. And then, no, two weeks ago, the TJ just lost to him, and Adam's in the process of losing to him. <laughs> Fantastic. Back here on our terrestrial radio outfit, along with Sirius XM and also NBC Sports uh, on Peacock, uh, our good friend, fresh back from Mobile, Alabama at the Senior Bowl, the man who pens the MMQB for Sports Illustrated so expertly every week, Albert Breer, back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How you doing, Albert? I'm good. How you doing, Rich? I am great. So what was the thing that everyone was talking about down there? As you know, it's, I mean, uh, honestly, if I had a, if I had to put uh, a list of NFL events, the most gossip-ridden NFL <laughs> events... I would go. Well, I go combine one, right? Right. It would yeah. be it would be Senior Bowl week two, and then Super Bowl week three. I think if I had to if I had to do a power ranking of most gossip laden NFL weeks, number two would be Senior Bowl, in my estimation. Yeah. Would you agree on that front? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, it's good too because there. I mean, as you know, and I know you've been in these situations. There's a it's a little bit of a smaller circle, I would say, at the Senior Bowl versus mm-hmm. the Combine. Right. And that, you know, that actually lends itself to more gossip um, for obvious reasons. So it's always a good week. And I'd say a couple things. I mean, first of all, you know, the Brian Flores lawsuit mm-hmm. um, dropping as we were all out of practice. I think it was Wednesday. Um, you know, obviously, like, by the time, I mean, 
I'd say within the half hour of that of that dropping, it was basically what everyone was talking about. And so many people there obviously have connections to to to, to Brian Flores and, and know him. Um, and then you know I, I, a lot of coaches, um, you know, a lot of coaches, a lot of young scouts um, are affected by this and affected by this topic and have been affected by this topic. So that's one. You know, and then I think number two um, is the quarterback situation going into the off season and how uncertain everything is and how average the group of the Senior Bowl look. And this is a Senior Bowl mm. where, I mean, pretty much every one of the top guys except Matt Corral was out there practicing. And I'm telling you, Rich, there was a little bit of a, uh, I don't know, you know, like, a, like I don't know if there's a single starter out here. There's a single NFL starter out wow. here. So wow. That, you know, I think that that sort of adds to the uncertainty of, is Russell Wilson going to be available? Is Aaron Rodgers going to be available? What's going to happen with Deshaun Watson? And so, um, you know, like last year, it felt like there was, um, last year it felt like there was going to be this, you know, land rush um, for quarterbacks. And I don't think it quite played out that way, you know, and this year, because the draft class is um, not great at the position, I would say probably like the worst since 2013 mm. um, at the very least. Um, you know, I think that there's going to be more suitors out there looking for veteran quarterbacks, which could jack the market up for those who are available. Mm. Okay. So let's, let's take that part first then. Um, what is the general sense of Rogers being available? You know, you, you hear that uh, he's had great communication lines open with Green Bay yep. that did not exist, certainly by this point last year, and not all the way up until training camp, I guess. Uh, and then you also hear he's buying land in Tennessee, you know, um, so w- which would be a fascinating spot. We we on this show talked about it earlier this week, thinking the Titans would be a, a terrific spot if, again, yep. They want to move on from Tannehill and and eat salary and what have you that might mean. What 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 do you think of Rodgers and what was the general sense of that over this past week? Right. Now? I don't think anybody knows exactly what to expect with him. He's unpredictable, um, and I think there are two sides to it. Um, you know, the first side is like I think the personal side, which his relationship is in a better place with a lot of people in that building, primarily the general manager Brian Gutekunst, and that makes a big dip dip. That, I mean, that's a big deal. Um, I also think, you know, like that if you listen to the way I'm taught, way, way he talked and rich, I know, you know, you pay attention to this stuff. If you listen closely, like to his words after he broke Brett Favre's record, listen to the appreciation for playing in green Bay, the appreciation for being part of a historic franchise, the appreciation for getting to play his home games at Lambeau. He wasn't talking that way a year ago. And so, like, I, I think, like, on the personal side of it, his relationship with people in the organization and his relationship with, you know, I think the, 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 the fan base and, the, and, 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 and that place in general um, is in a much better place than it was a year ago. And that's a plus. The second part is the professional part of it. And the Packers really did go all in this year and did operate in a different way. And for as much talk as there was about the Packers being conservative, they weren't this year. They mortgaged contracts. They, they, they took swings on guys like Randall Cobb and Whitney Merciless and, and Jalen Smith over, over the course of the year. And that's put them in a spot now where their cap is an issue 
Aaron Rodgers is going into a contract year. So if you're the team, you don't want to let him go into a contract year and then risk losing him for nothing on the other end. You'd like to get him to sign an extension um, if you're going to go into the season with him as your quarterback. Um, you know, and then there are some aging pieces on the roster. And so that part of it, like where they, we, they, they were in such a good spot going into last year, this year there are some challenges that didn't exist. And so that's what's going to be fascinating about this is how do you reconcile all of it? The personal is in a better place than it was last year. The professional might not be in quite as good a place. Um, I think it's unpredictable right now. Um, you know, I know they've met and they've talked, and that obviously I think it, the communication is way better than it was a year ago. Um, but obviously I think a big domino that everybody's waiting on. And if he does become available, then I think, you know, we're going to be hearing about some of the same teams we did a year ago. And obviously I think at the top of the list would be the Denver Broncos. But a team like the Titans that, that didn't have their hat in the ring last year, um, you know, I think a team like that, that, that there are teams like that that are, I think are going to kind of come out of the woodwork as well. Mm-hmm. Now, what about Russ? Because um, I guess by this yeah. point in time, Albert Breer, there's going to be no change in Seattle, right? I mean, it's right. Pete Carroll's under contract for a very long time, and John Schneider, I mean, they haven't made any moves. So I know that the whole conversation is nobody knows what's in the mind of Jody Allen, but I guess we do know, stay the course. And the question is, is Russ cool with that like what's going on there yeah right and you know he wasn't happy last the thing is like he wasn't happy last year and that was coming out of a 12 and 4 year and they won the division right and i mean like this like looks like a team like you know i said the packers need some retooling because of the cap but the packers are still that's still a uh, like a very very talented roster with a lot of really good players on it i don't know rich can you say the same thing about seattle right now right I mean, and that's the thing is, so if last year was a, a page turner for, for Russell Wilson as far as this is going to be the second half, I'm kicking off the second half of my career, and I want to put myself in position to wear a gold jacket. And, you know, I, I want to be all pro, and I, 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 I want to be on the Super Bowl stage. Like, can he trust that the team's going to be able to get them there fast enough? And is it best for the Seahawks to go forward with Russell Wilson either? I mean, I... Like, look, they've got two first-round picks. They, they, they need to rebuild the roster to some degree. Um, or they don't have any first-round picks. I'm sorry. I'm, I did the opposite of that. But they don't have a first-round pick. They need to rebuild the roster. They've got one piece in the roster that could bring back a lot. Um, you know, I, I think Jody Allen's you know, role in it's interesting just because I, I do know that there's a feeling there that she wants Russell um, to stick around. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, if you look at it, like, what's best for Russell, what's best for the Seahawks, I sort of do think this thing has reached its natural conclusion. So, you know, we'll see what happens, but it does at least feel to me like maybe the best thing for everybody is this is the time when you pursue a divorce. We'll see what happens. Albert Breer, the MMQB Sports Illustrated, at Albert Breer on Twitter right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's now revisit the Brian Flores lawsuit and again, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's a whole host of stuff that passed your ear gate that's conjecture yeah. and rumor and, you know, you're, you know uh, what you can feel comfortable reporting out. What was the general sense of the $100,000 for each loss tanking accusation of Brian Flores to, to Stephen Ross that you were hearing about and what, what, what comes out of Mobile from your general sense of that part of this lawsuit? Yeah, Robert. I mean, I, I, it's hard because, like, it's, 
Um, you know, like, obviously, like Brian Flores, what he's pursuing here has changed um, in another area. You know, and, and obviously the diversity of the coaching ranks and um, the diversity of the executive ranks in, in the in the NFL. Um, but I mean, that is a heavy, heavy accusation. And you know, in particular, Rich, at a time when the NFL is you know pursuing like deals with every gambling outfit, you know, under the, under the sun, whether it's DraftKings, FanDuel, those sorts of places, Caesars, you know, Caesars name is on a stadium now, which I think would have blown all of our minds 10 years ago. Right. Um, it's just, I mean, and then like they're going to have in stadium betting, you know, I think, you know, relatively soon where you're going to be able to like prop bet on, on individual plays. Um, you know, the fact that the NFL has sort of gone all in on this now uh, you know, and, and now you have a case like this come up. I mean, I think this is this is like Shoeless Joe. You know what I mean? If this is true, and so you know, I think the NFL knows that this accusation needs to be uh, like needs to be investigated and investigated very, very thoroughly. And the hard thing is going to be: is there if there isn't a paper trail, then how do you prove it? Like, how do you prove if Stephen Ross said that? And I don't think Brian Flores would lie. But if Stephen Roth said that to somebody, how do you prove he wasn't joking about it? Because tanking was a subject of discussion, like the entire off that that entire year in Miami. And you can remember they were building drafts, building up draft picks, building up um, cap space, building building a, a treasure chest of of assets, and trading away guys like Laramie Tunsil and Minka Fitzpatrick and Robert Quinn and Ryan Tannehill. And so you know I. I think that the the the, the 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 interesting thing here is going to be whether or not the NFL can find any sort of smoking gun um, that shows that this was a real thing and this wasn't something that was just part of banter inside the building because what everybody on the outside was talking about that whole year was how the team was tanking for a quarterback. And if there's any truth to it, I don't know how Stephen Ross can go forward as an owner, you know. And I know owners don't like to be in the business of taking each other's team teams away because they don't want to set precedents and all the rest of it. Um, but you know, I don't know how you have you know an, an owner you, you you allow an owner to go forward if he is literally fixing the outcomes of games and doing it at a time when the integrity of the game needs to be tied up at the highest level because you're pursuing all these deals with all these different gambling outfits. And then what are you hearing about um, others joining Brian Flores? I mean, it's a class action lawsuit right now, other than Hugh Jackson raising his hand at Grambling and saying, well, there were a bunch of plans that Jimmy Haslam and the Cleveland Browns had that smacked of not trying in years one and two. Um, and, you know, um, there was a contract extension based on how I executed that. Like, that's another, yep. I guess, similar way of saying what we're just we're talking about. But what about uh, uh, other coaches joining Brian Flores to say that they believe they were part of sham interviews and that something needs to be done on the Rooney rule front and thus they're going to join Brian Flores in this action. Any thoughts on, on that right now that you're yeah, hearing? I think, you'll, I think you'll see some names added. Um, it's tough for active coaches, of course, you know, and so how many active coaches are going to be willing to stick their neck out? I'm not sure. Um, you know, what I can tell you is quietly, you know, Flo has a lot of support here 
And I, I think the feel that I've gotten just talking to people over the last three or four days is this isn't so much one guy sticking his neck, just sticking his neck out and, and airing his own grievances. This is the frustration of, you know, the lack of progress over the last 19 years, reaching a tipping point and ultimately boiling over. And, you know, I think the best way to kind of describe what's happening here, Rich, is that they're, changed, they're, they're, they're attempting to change the venue. Um, a lot of people don't know this but, or don't remember it, but 19 years ago, the Rooney Rule went in because of the threat of litigation and because Johnny Cochran had put together a report that basically detailed all of the issues the NFL had um, trying to become more diverse in its ranks or not trying to become more diverse in its ranks. Mm -hmm. That's how the Rooney Rule started. And the NFL put the Rooney Rule in to avoid that litigation going forward. The NFL, in essence, changed the venue from the courts to their own system, right? And so now what, these, what, what Brian Flores and other people supporting him are trying to do is they're saying the NFL system doesn't work, so we're going to change the venue back from the NFL system to the courts in order to put pressure on the owners and put pressure on the league to try to create some sort of change. And in that way, Rich, it's not that different than the concussion lawsuit because the concussion lawsuit was sort of born of frustration that the league wouldn't like the, 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 the league and the owners weren't going to concede there was a problem, weren't going to do enough to create change in those guys' lives. So they decided they needed to take it to the courts to try and try and get some level of admission of guilt, some level of, uh, of, 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 of reparations for what they'd gone through. In this case, I, I think it's just about trying to find some, some way to, 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 to provoke change. And, you know, again, I, I think that they feel like the Rooney rule, this isn't like, and this isn't for any lack of effort by the league office because league office has tried, but it's more so just there not being enough change in the way this, uh, the hiring practices have worked in a, you know, on the part of the owners. And so their hope is that this will put pressure on the owners and maybe create real change because change inside the NFL system hasn't worked. Or diversity amongst ownership. I mean, right, right. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I know the Denver Broncos are up for sale. Maybe that could be, uh, you know, a start uh, right there. Albert Breer here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, all right, let's get to the, uh, the uh, uh, I guess, filet mignon here a little bit. What happened with Jim Harbaugh in Minnesota? What happened there? <laughs> filet mignon. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, well, so here's what I can tell you. Um, just as um, I think it was Adam that reported that, um, that, 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 that Harbaugh had gone to Michigan and said, you know, I'm coming back. Right. Uh, the Vikings were in the process of informing the other candidates, the other finalists, that they were out. Um, and so, you know, I, I think at that point they, they were sort of wrapping up their process and, and Jim was the last interview. Um, and I'm not saying the interview wasn't on the level, but they decided pretty quickly after the interview that they were going with Kevin O'Connell. Um, and so, you know, my feeling was, and my feeling has been, um, that Jim, I think, has always had unfinished business in the NFL. And that getting that close and coming within a, a goal line stand of winning a Super Bowl, that's always sort of lingered with him and sat with him. And um, you know, I, I think he's always felt like I, I still have something left to accomplish at that level. Um, last year, um, as uh, as Michigan, you know, was looking at extending him and, and ultimately decided to try to get him to take the pay cut, 
he'd sniffed around all the jobs. And I know the Jets and Chargers in particular had had feelers put out. There wasn't a ton of interest then. So obviously much more successful this year, beats Ohio State, wins the Big Ten, goes to the playoff. You know, now like maybe my stock is a little higher, so he sniffs around the Raiders. And then the Vikings job becomes a possibility when a guy he knows, and plus he adopted Mensa, um, got the, the GM job there. Now all of a sudden he's in position to get an interview. Um, you know, and so I think the question going forward is going to be, does he still need to scratch that itch? Because I do think him not winding up in the NFL was more about there not being an opportunity for him this year. It wasn't that he just chose to go back to Michigan. And I, I listen, he's going to say all the right things. And maybe he, maybe, maybe, maybe that's deep down in his belly. Maybe that's what's there. Like now I'm just going back to Michigan and this is going to be the rest of my career. Um, all I know is I've heard for, 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 for years that there was that, that itch that Jim Harbaugh felt like he'd, he'd eventually need to scratch in the NFL. And so I think at least that bat signals out there now where if an NFL team's interested in Jim Harbaugh, there'd be no reason not to at least make that phone call down the line. Well, I guess the proof will be in the, the buyout number, right? What do you think? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Is there, yeah. are you hearing if there's a new contract coming for him? Yeah, like, I mean, I'd heard there was an offer on the table um, for him and that, that had been sitting there for a while. And listen, like I, I, one of the things I one of the things I find I, one of the things I really like about Jim <laughs> that I think is is great about him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really respect a grudge held rich, and uh, that dude knows how to hold a grudge. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, Good one. Good one. I, I very I, I very much I very much respect that about him, and I and I do think like having to take the pay cut like that was that was hard for him. Like that was humiliating, you know, and I. And I, and I do think that to some degree, like, and I'm not saying he's mad at the school in general. He's obviously not loves his players. He's not mad at his players or uh, the people in the program. But I, but I do think that, like, he held a grudge with the people, the individual people who made him take that pay cut a year ago. And I do think that that was a part of this, was making them squirm and making them a little uncomfortable over the last month. Now, is it the reason he did it? No, I think he had a legitimate interest in going to the NFL. But if you know, doing this on National Signing Day made certain people uncomfortable, then I do think that that was at least a little bit of a benefit to him. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, like, it's just, it's, it's a perfect, it's, it's a great part of his personality, you know, mm-hmm. like, because it's just kind of like what you'd expect in a situation like this. And um, so, so yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, I think that was definitely a part of it. And now coming out of it, um, it'll be interesting to see if he just signs what was sitting there on his desk um, over the last month or so. Um, if the school seeks an adjustment, if he seeks a little bit more, um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out over the next couple of weeks. Well, I mean, uh, Michigan's best season under Harbaugh and best season in such a long time to be followed up with a month of intrigue and, and uh potential discord congratulations on that albert uh to you and well, <laughs> you I guess, well, 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 no well, well well congratulations are also in order congratulations on joe burrow saying to everybody he's still a buckeye and he considers himself still a buckeye i know that's very important I will, to you i will i, I will so congratulations for resisting the urge to send that to you either on social no, media it's all right. i saw it i saw it I, 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 I said i follow both you and james palmer and i see how they were you were congratulating each other and talking about <laughs> oh we have the same degree as him don't we because he agrees on all that so I, I i wanted to issue congratulations to you that joe burrow reminding everybody that he's still a buckeye and he considers himself still a buckeye i know that's very important to you and so i do look forward to the um the opening of 
of the Super Bowl because NBC has everybody introduce themselves and what school they're from. I can't wait for him to say Joe Burrow, Ohio, the Ohio State. That's what he'll say, right? That's what he'll say? Well, maybe he won't, but Sam oh, okay. Sam Hubbard will and Von Bell will. Well, of course. No, you we can go right on down the list if you want. Absolutely. There are a lot of Joe Burrow's former teammates on that on that um on that True. Bengals roster. And by the way, one of the one of the Rams captains, yes. um, I don't know if you're familiar with Jordan Fuller. Yes. Now, he won't be playing in the game because he's hurt, oh, but no. He would be, no, he'd be Albert. one of the captains of uh, the Rams. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And and I just hope that Joe doesn't say Joe Burrow, LSU, but also the Ohio State where I have a degree because then God, it, it's too. for you, wouldn't it? No, 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 no. It would hurt for the production. Like they would, it, by the time that everybody introduces themselves, we'd have to, you know, it would, it would talk over the snap. Like, you know, it would be bad. It would take too much yeah. time. It'd be take too much time. But congratulations! Well, hey, you on know it. what? You know what Joe Burrow does have. What is you know what he does have? What does he have? He has three pairs of gold pants because he was three and zero against Michigan. Was he? I don't remember him playing against he was, Michigan. He was three and zero. Well, every I don't remember him playing. I don't remember him playing. Joe you Burrow, you can ask him if you have them on ever. Ask him no, how many pairs of gold pants. I remember pants. him three leaving. For the, three, leaving. three years he played at Ohio State. I remember him leaving. I remember remember him playing. At Ohio State, but I guess I he did. You actually don't even remember him I mean, leaving because nobody knew who he was. <laughs> <laughs> we sure do now. We sure do now. All right, Albert, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. All right, See thanks. You have a great week. You bet. Same to you. That's Albert Breer, everybody. <laughs> Always have a little fun with Albert or him having fun with me at my expense. It's just only a question of when you and Albert are going to do it at the very beginning and get it out of the way, or if you're going to leave it to the we end. We just, we just, but we just. Never fails to uh, Joe Burrow disappoint. Quarterback, LSU, but also went to the Ohio State University where they chose Dwayne Haskins over me because Urban Meyer did that. But I have a degree from there, and I still talk to Coach Day. Like he can't say that. That's you know really I mean? long. It's because, too long because he's first up, and then it would I know, just and then all of a sudden he'll be like, "Joe, where did Joe Mixon go again?" I don't know. Right. You know what I mean? Joe, like, Joe and then, and then, and then there's, then there's no a room. snap, and Burrow's too busy throwing a touchdown to Jamar Chase right. over somebody else introducing themselves with their school that they played at. Actually yeah. played at and lettered. Yes, right. Yeah. Won a championship, smoked a cigar, put a ring on the finger. All of that. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Burrow, everybody. Number nine in your program. Number one in many people's hearts. We're going to take a break. Back with your phone calls. Uh, an interesting development going on in uh, Dallas, Texas. We got to talk about that. Get ready for the velvet robes to open. <laughs> Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O O O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, 
helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. You know how when a big video comes out that there's a, a drop? That's what they call the video drops. Drops. Right. Like an album. And, and then, but you have to hype it first. Like there's a little taste. There's a little bit of something. There's a little bit of tease. a hype, a little tease. Well... Later on on this show, for just you folks on NBC Sports on Peacock, and then, you know, for those on Sirius XM, you're, you're used to listening to radio where something involves somebody's ass, right? I mean, like Howard Stern does have people fart on his program for many, many years, and it's some of the most entertaining radio I've ever heard, right? Like, I mean... I'm, I'm I'm not telling any tales out of school. No, there's He's a, a better, king of all there's media. There's a better scene from the movie that we can't really talk about, but yeah. Well, yeah but you understand too. what yeah, I'm saying, yeah, exactly. okay? So so folks on Sirius XM are used to hearing stuff on the radio that they're not seeing, but they're laughing anyway. So later on on this program, in this, if you will, um, uh, um, Peacock slash Sirius XM only segment, we will be debuting the video that Jay Felly shot yesterday <laughs> of his buddy River paying <laughs> off the bet that he lost in fantasy football to you, Jay Felly, correct? Correct. Uh, in which the loser of the bet would have to tattoo something on a, on their body. Is it is it was it definitely had to be the ass or he's chosen the ass? No, it had to be the ass. Okay, very good. And so he chose having lost the Rich Eisen show Running Man logo. Which I am now lamenting, having given permission and rights for him to use. And so this happened yesterday? It did. Okay. It was his birthday, too. Oh! Oh, my gosh. Wow. Which means I had to foot the bill. You paid for the tattoo? It was, yeah. Birthday present. Happy birthday. All right. He lost the lead. It's right. Yeah, but I guess... The, the the loss is he's have to yeah Jew, Jewish guilt kicked in that he had to that he had to uh, this is great <laughs> have this on his body so you shot a video of this that is suitable for air it is correct? I, okay. I was very careful with my angles that drops later that's called a tease <laughs> it's called a tease why would you tune out now <laughs> is the rhetorical question associated with the drop of this video that's what I'm saying I'm proud of it. Are you? I am. Great. I don't know if I, I will be, but uh, this is the way we're rolling here today. You look ashamed, Chris. You look ashamed. No, I think it's amazing. I, I'm really excited to see the video. Okay. Very good. That's later on in this program. In the meantime, 844-204-RICH <laughs> is the number to dial. We'll have a conversation. Charles Oakley is making his way to the studio. Don't miss that. This is going to be what we call uh, dynamite or in the way of what might be... Um, for the video about to see explosive <laughs> could be a, a, a version of that. That's yeah. how we're rolling back here on a terrestrial radio network, joining us on Peacock and Sirius XM. So, um, a, an article posted 
to DallasCowboys.com. So this oh, is this official. is this is team website material. Okay, okay. An interview from Mobile, Alabama with the owner, general manager, and pretty much whatever he wants to be called of the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones, talking about Dan Quinn being back in the mix. Now, Kellen Moore today is apparently being interviewed for uh, a head coaching job. Of course he is. Um, and I don't know um, if it's going to work out or not for him, but apparently it's with the Miami Dolphins. Okay. So he's part of the Dolphins um, radar screen. So he's not yet back in the fold, but Dan Quinn is, as we know. He already said he's not going to take another job and apparently signed a little bit longer of a term with Dallas. Now, why am I bringing all this yeah, up? Yeah, Rich, why are you? Okay. So he's talking about a, all of us wanted Dan to stay. That was a key to our continuity here, says Jerry Jones. Under the headline of this article, Jerry Jones weighs the big picture with coaches. Okay. That's the headline. That's a I would absolutely say the headline, though, is, the, headline. is the Dan Quinn quote here uh, when he said, that he stays here because there's always been with every coach, with every one of these those three coaches, Dan Quinn and Sean Payton and Jason Garrett and those coaches that you were talking about right here, that um, uh, that the promising assistant wanted to stay. He's noted he's worked through it now three times. Quinn's with J- Sean Payton and Jason Garrett in that category. As we all know, Sean Payton left and Jason left of not his own accord eventually. He stays here because there's always been with every coach. Every one of those three coaches have said they'd love to be the head coach of the Cowboys. Everyone, everyone. So my point is that has, in my mind, a lot of logic as to why they might not take a job now rather than one or wait and see how the cards go in the future. <laughs> oh, boy. When asked if that might, you know, make Mike McCarthy a little bit uncomfortable. As the article quotes, Jones was once again startlingly blunt. Startlingly blunt. Startlingly. Startlingly blunt. By the way, great band name. (laughs) Put your hands together, ladies and gentlemen, for startlingly blunt. Hey, Sheboygan. Quote, Mike knows that someday somebody other than him will be coach of the Cowboys. Time moves on. That's the that's the Flat ownership circle. version of Shannon saying we could all be dead by Sunday anyway. What do you need an answer for? Mike knows he's not. Yeah, Mike will not live forever. I guess. Time is yeah, like you know, dude. Like Al Stewart said, time passes. Dan wants to be the head coach of the Cowboys. Same as Sean Payton. Same as Jason Garrett. Happened for Jason Garrett. Couldn't happen for Sean yet. I added the yet. I was going to say Jerry said yet. Mike knows that someday somebody other than him will be the coach of the Cowboys. So he's going to be cool with it. Yeah. And asked as he's worried about putting added pressure on his coach. Jones smiled. I don't at all. Mike's good in his skin. I'm good in his skin with where we are. It's a very. That's an interesting way to put it. I don't know. You know what? That's a very. I don't know which movie that is that hopefully uh, Men in Black where he's taken in the McCarthy skin or hopefully it's not Silence of the Lambs where he tells McCarthy to put the lotion in the basket because here comes Buffalo Bill Dan Quinn. Was he a great big fat woman? 
Yeah. What is that? Maybe it's face-offs. So here we Ooh. go. Here face we off. go. Face-off. I'm in. The calls are indeed coming from within the house for the 2022 Dallas Cowboys. Hey, we, we stay in the news, baby. That's what we do. <laughs> you do, because you know, it's your own website. You know, we might not win the Super Bowl every year, but you want to talk about us, please believe it. Get your damn act together. Damn straight. <laughs> Print that. Print that, says Jerry Jones. Write it down. Wow. Take a picture. Wow. <laughs> Print it. Quote me. What's the point of this? We're glad Dan, Dan's back. Dan's terrific. He's incredible. He's head coaching material. That's why he was interested other places. So we're thrilled to have him here. What's you the know, whole business of Sean Payton wanted to be a coach here? And you know how I TJ, mean, what's that for? You know how you I love. Told, by, the way, uh, by the way, I love it. Just so I want everyone course, to understand, this is fantastic. And then he's honest. I love honesty. It's the best policy. But you know how TJ told, reality. told Jay like we can go back to the part where you don't talk as much. Like, someone needs to tell Jerry, hey, you don't have to talk so much. But we don't know if this this could have been taken out of context. I don't know the context that Jerry said. Like, this could have been a part of, like, a 20-minute conversation. The context is is a story called Jerry Jones weighs the big picture with coaches. That seems like appropriate context. And he was called startingly blunt. Startingly blunt. Yeah. By the way, that's the long-lost sister of Emily, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, and neither of them are in Paris. Mike knows that someday somebody – Mike knows someday somebody other than him is going to be coached the Cowboys. That's like, what does that mean? What does that mean? Hey, Rich, yeah, even Tom Landry died. Like, I mean, seriously. Hey, Rich, you have a great house. We're all, all going to die one you day. You love living in that house, but someday someone else is going to live in that house. I don't want to think about that. Yeah, right you, know, now. you know what I mean. You know what I mean. I don't want to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I don't want to think about that one. No, no, I don't want to think about you that. You love one your day. house. You love waking up and going to sleep in your house. But there will be a point at some point you won't be doing that, and someone else will. I don't want to know about that. Yeah, I just want to talk about the house <laughs> that I own, right? That I'm the coach of. Exactly. But just know, at some point, you won't. And that's what he's just preparing them for. <laughs> By the way, is it going to be a year from now? I don't want to talk about you it. You know what I mean? Like, right. Well, I was talking about the Cowboys. Oh, not, sorry. Not your house. Yes. Not your house. Well, the first, the first minute that I have a clock management problem in my house, Uh-oh. somebody's in. Someone's, someone's in. Someone's in. Somebody's taking over. That one time that I overslept three weeks oh, ago. See? Look out. Look I lose my house. Everything. You worked so hard for it. Gone. Hate to tell Suze. Suze. Well, no, she's staying. You're going. <laughs> <laughs> tell that to Mrs. McCarthy. Hey. <laughs> Hour two coming up. <laughs> 